Welcome to the MBSM Parenting Podcast, a podcast all about parenting, teens, and personal growth. The goal? To encourage and equip parents as they navigate through the teenage years. And now, your host, Marcus Eves and Kyle Riley. Everyone, welcome to the third episode of our podcast, MBSM Parenting Tips. We hope this podcast helps encourage and equip parents as they navigate through their kids' teenage years. And we are joined today by the one and only, really a legend, uh, Rusty Robinette. So Rusty is one of our elders at New Beginnings, and he is one of the most faithful church volunteers in general with the kids' ministry, because his wife serves as the preschool director here, and he is also a public school administrator at Spring Hill High School. And today we get to hear uh, from him just really thoughts from a public school administrator, which I think will be an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. But first, Rusty, tell us about <clears throat> you, your family, your current role, how you got to that role, and um, really, yeah, why you got into education. Mm -hmm. All right, well, thanks. Uh, Marcus, thank you for that introduction. I actually I'll maybe get you to come to my staff meeting, introduce me to my staff that way. Yeah. I think that was pretty cool. <laughs> kind of built me up. I very much appreciate that. Yeah, I've yeah. been, uh, you know, my family, I've been married to my wife uh, for 26 years. I've got a son, Ben, who is 24 and uh, has uh, just recently graduated from college. i got a daughter who is... 19 and is currently going to ETBU. I also have a sixth grader. And, um, and so that keeps us fairly busy. We, we have a busy house and, and so we enjoy that. Um, uh, I, you know, as far as education goes, I mean, I got into education about 27 years ago, um, just with the thought of, I want to impact as many lives as possible. And so currently, um, I do have the, the, the honor to be able to impact over 500 kids um, not to mention 70 staff members and then an, uh, an entire community as well. So just a great opportunity for me to uh, impact others' lives. Yeah, and you've you've been really in education for a while now. Start off, you were a coach at one point, and then you kind of moved up, and God has expanded your influence. Yeah, uh, so I started out actually at Spring Hill. It was my first job. I was a teacher and a coach. Um, so my, my influence there was you know, over the kids in my classroom only and only the kids who maybe I was coaching in the field. Um, as I moved up in, in uh, different roles uh, as, as an administrator, that increased. I might have a, you know, a campus of, of 200 to 300 kids and you know, 20 staff members. And so um, my current role is actually a little smaller than the one that I had before. I actually had 760 kids on my last campus that I was on, but um, just, just a greater uh, opportunity to have impact. So it's, it's every, every opportunity has given me a little bit more um, people to be able to impact in my, in my life. Yeah, and it's it's clear that um, God has put a burden for this generation on your heart, really much like Kyle and I as, as student ministers, mm -hmm. um, and we want to make an impact in this generation. I know you've had a huge impact in a lot of students' lives over the years um, as a coach, as an administrator, as a teacher, um, but uh, I think it'd be interesting to hear from those listening, uh, what is something that God has placed in your heart in regards to this generation? Mm. Well, you know, uh, especially this particular generation, they've been through so much. I mean, I, you know, obviously currently we're going through a pandemic and that, that's, a, that's a pretty big deal for this generation. They're, they're having to adjust to a lot of things that, that no other generation um, has had to go through. Uh, I know that we've had other generations that have had 
you know, major world wars and things like that. And so uh, I think this generation will be another one that that will leave a legacy. I mean, I, I uh, heard Pastor Todd say the other day, you know, in, in one of his services um, about how uh, your legacy is going to be how you uh, went through this time in your life. I mean, did you... Um, uh, did you fold down to, you know, uh, doing things that other people were doing or did you rise up? And so uh, these these kids definitely can leave a legacy on how they handled this situation. Um, and uh, in 20 or 30 years down the road, um, that's that's going to be a big part of history. It is it is definitely evident that this generation is facing something that's unique that they have not had to experience before. And I, I love, you know, thinking big picture because I think so often students just think in a very small window. Yes. But looking big picture, what kind of legacy are they going to leave? Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to be known for uh, in this time? Not only really in, in COVID, but in high school and your school. Uh, did you maximize the time that God gave you mm-hmm. for his glory or uh, was it used for selfish gain? Mm-hmm. And I think. You know, for you in that role to have that heart that you want students to leave behind a legacy, a godly legacy, um, and you help encourage them in the the capacity that you are able to in your role. You know, that's very comforting and encouraging to know that there's administrators like you specifically with that heart and mind Mm -hmm. for those students. And that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Marcus. I mean, you know, I, again, I just extend you a, a invitation to come talk to my staff or parents or anything. I mean, you, yeah. you, you say some great things about me. So I Rusty, love I'm a to, fan. I'm a fan of Rusty Robinette for sure. share that for with sure. a lot of people. <laughs> so I want to ask, uh, you know, dealing with uh, the public school and parents, what are, I guess, when it comes to parents' involvement, uh, how important is parents' involvement in their child's education? Yeah, so in my 27 years of experience, um, I often have these conversations with students and with parents. I mean, a lot of times when I'm talking to a student, um, I'm talking to a 15, 16 year old. And uh, it, it is uh, important for me to be able to tell them I've been doing I've been working with youth for 26, 27 years. So even longer than they've been actually been alive. And, and uh, what I want to say is that the most important thing um in a, in a student's life, that's probably the most key in the, uh, for success of their life is an adult that cares about them, mm-hmm. that, an adult that will hold them accountable, an adult that will support them through tough times, um, and uh, an adult that will be there when they fail to help them not replace what consequence they're going to have to uh, face, but help them walk through that. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, man, adult in, in a student's life is so, so uh, important. I've seen it for 27 years that that has uh, helped with uh, student success. Out of any other factor, that's the single number one thing that I think is the most important. Wow, I love it. I mean, dealing with uh, stress and difficult situations, do you have a good example of a parent walking their child through that in a successful way? Well, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh being a being a, a teenager today is stressful. Mm. Um, there's so many things that are pulling on them, so many negative things in this world that try and pull on a kid's um, try and pull on a kid's attention. Um, I, I can think of just one particular parent, um, and and this particular parent, I'll just kind of give you some examples of of what I see him do. Um, he is at every single one of his kids' um, events. I see him there constantly. 
Um, when I see him at the events, he and I are always having conversations and he always asks me, what can I do for you? Um, and uh, we'll, we'll be working on something completely, you know, opposite ends of the, of the gym or opposite ends of the auditorium. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll start talking. He'll come over, we'll start talking. And he always ends with, you know, what, what can I do for you? Mm. Um, so he is not only somebody that is supporting his kid, um, and, uh, but he's supporting the, the people in his life, his kid's life. Mm -hmm. um, and finding out what he can do for them. And um, this particular man, he follows through with it. I'm just, hey, really? You, well, I'm glad you asked. I really need a volunteer to go and do this. And he's volunteering. He jumps in there and does that. Um, and I will tell you that uh, he's got a daughter who's currently in college and another daughter who's on my campus right now. And uh, it shows. They're tremendous mm -hmm. leaders. Um, and the daughter that's on my campus right now is a tremendous leader on our campus. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure. It's it's probably easier to want to ridicule and point the finger, but you know that gentleman he's being a part of the solution. He's mm -hmm. trying to help, and I wrote down some things that you said. But he's being present, he's volunteering to help when there's opportunities, but then he's also being proactive and seeking out ways yeah. to where he can help, uh, which I'm sure is a huge encouragement to you. And then uh, he's not he's not he's speaking very. He's speaking highly of everyone instead of speaking poorly. So he's watching what he says about those in leadership because that's easy just to gossip and to say things, but words matter. So he's he's watching what he says. He's trying mm -hmm. to be more of an encouragement, and he's be, he's really being a part of the solution rather than the problem. Yeah, absolutely, and that's just that's just a really good example. Um, and you know, not that not that we all need people to support, but I'm telling you that um, when when a parent steps in and does that. You know, when they're saying that around me to my face, then probably those conversations are going on at home as well. And um, mm -hmm. those those kids are hearing the support for teachers, the poor support for adult other adults in their life. And it follows through. And in these two girls lives, I'm telling you, it's shown these two girls are tremendous leaders. And uh, it's because of the example that he sets. Yeah. Now, it sounds very similar to even just as student ministers, what we deal with on a weekly basis with our ministry. Parents that are involved with their student inside of church. You see the most growth and the most health or healthy relationship between parent and child in those moments where parents just lean into what their students are involved in. It makes a world of difference for the next generation. Yeah, we call those rock star parents. <laughs> I would say this one's a rock star parent. You'd call this one as well. Yeah. All right, next question to Rusty is, what are some of the challenges you've seen in the student culture that some parents might not be aware of? Yeah, you know, I'm going to tell you, being a teenager is hard enough. Um, social media has taken that and quadrupled it. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, the things that I see with social media with students, um, uh, you know, they, they also already have stress enough over, you know, being popular or being, you know, being somebody that everybody else looks up to or, you know, somebody that they don't, they don't ridicule. And then you add social media to the mix where um, a kid now puts their worth in how many likes they have mm. or how many people have followed them or uh, they, uh, you know, they, they get ridiculed over social media and it just totally crumbles their day mm -hmm. um, because somebody can stand, sit behind a, a, a phone screen and ridicule them and you know they'll never know who it was yet it does a tremendous impact on those kids and so um you know and i and i would tell you you know if parents are listening you, you need to you need to pay attention to your kids social media mm -hmm. um you need to pay attention to the things that are on their phones and i i want you to want parents to hear this that um the things that are on your student's phone are not what they look like what they appear to be for instance there is an app 
that uh, looks like a calculator. And so when you, but when you click on the app, it actually goes into several different social media posts or social media areas that they could get into. Mm -hmm. And so you need to be very present, not only just kind of glancing at your kid's phone, but go ahead and open their apps and take a look. Cause there's a lot of ways that, um, unfortunately, a lot of evil people have found ways to, uh, help kids, um, basically fail in several different ways. And mm -hmm. so, and then really, I uh, just, an example, I, I would tell you that anytime, um, that a student can post something that will disappear within, you know, three or four or five minutes. Um, that is very dangerous because number one, our, our students who are, are uh, uh, who are teenagers, um, they are already having trouble making some decisions. And sometimes their decisions, um, when they disappear in two or three minutes, um, are still out there and they've done some, some, pretty bad damage. And one of those uh, particular apps is called Snapchat. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, Snapchat came through several years ago and just we, mm -hmm. we've seen a lot of issues because of stuff like that. Not mm -hmm. just Snapchat, but others that allow you to post something and then it disappears. All right. Well, uh, Rusty, uh, thanks for bringing that up. Um, really a couple of things on, on that that we'd like you to add to is just tell us some maybe some examples of, of some things that you've seen of how it negatively negatively affects the students in school and then some tools that parents can put in their tool belt on ways they can help better parent their student in regards to social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, so I, what I was saying when a uh, kid posts something on social media or puts their identity into social media, um, if they don't get enough likes or if they, if somebody unfollows you, man, you'd be surprised at how many kids get upset because Joey has unfollowed me. <laughs> and um, it's just crazy that they put their worth in that. And so, um, number one, as a parent, we need to bring those kids up and let them know, man, your worth is not in your social media. It's not in your grades. It's not in your athleticism. Your worth is the person and work of Jesus Christ himself. Mm -hmm. um, when you put yourself in those shoes, and it doesn't matter about your likes, because you know what? I don't think Jesus got a whole lot of likes in his day mm -hmm. um, yet. You know, he's he's the king of the world I mean, he's king of everything. And so, um, you know, for, for parents, you asked the question about for parents, some tools or some things. Uh, I go back to be present in your kid's life. I mean, it's so important for parents to um, have conversations with their students and, and just be open and ask them, hey, how's how's things? How are things going on? Is there anything going on with your social media um, that is that's upsetting you? And 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 I want you to you know, I want parents to hear this. When you ask that question the first time, they're going to say no. And that's going to be the end of the conversation. And so you've got to give yourself several opportunities uh, as parents um, to visit with the, with your children so that they feel comfortable um, talking to you about those things. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't just happen um, when you're in the car driving to Sonic. That happens every night at dinner. Um, that happens uh, every evening when you're sitting down as a family, maybe, maybe doing a Bible study or maybe you're sitting down as a family. But the key is as a family. Um, family time is where uh, where you're going to get those those things, uh, those great conversations. Uh, Steve Farrar said this. He said, "Quality time will show up in quantity time." And hmm. uh, man, that's just so important. Just spend time with your kid. 
Um, and yes, you need to watch their their phone. You need to look for the things that are going on um, and make sure that that you are involved in their social media and that you're following their, your own kids. Um, if they're on uh, Twitter, then you're following them on Twitter. You see what they're posting. If you're on, you know, if they're whatever social media they're on, you need to be on there and you need to be one of their friends or you need to be following them. So you see the stuff that they're posting or the interactions that they're having. Yeah, that's huge. And today's climate where I've noticed this in families where meeting together as a family is a lot harder, Absolutely. especially if you have more than one child and you're trying to balance sports, school activities, work schedules, and everyone is all over the place, but not sacrificing the busyness for that family time mm -hmm. is important. So maybe some things need to be cut off the schedule so that you can make time for the family because that's that's going to be the most important thing. And so I appreciate you sharing mm -hmm. that. And I would say be encouraged to know that if you're starting that conversation, your first conversation probably won't go as positively as you want it. It takes multiple conversations and it takes that time developing that healthy communication between you and your teenager to be able to get to the spot where they are willing to be open about things they're struggling with and facing. You know, I would say the way to start, if you're a parent out there and you're wondering how I can start all this, have dinner, have dinner with your family. I mean, that's a great way to start. You just, it creates an opportunity where you can sit as a family and talk for 15, 20 minutes, um, have everybody at the table, put their phones away. And yep. um, you just, mm -hmm. you just have that time. Uh, and no, you can't have dinner with them every single night, but I would say your goal needs to be five nights out of the week. Mm. And I know that seems like a lot, but our kids are worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a two and a half year old and a one year old. And we started that rule in our family already where no phones at the dinner table. We sit together and we talk about our day and we enjoy it. And it's been great. Yeah. Yeah. That's so valuable. Thank you for sharing that. And I guess as a, as a final question, uh, what are some ways that parents can be involved in their local school? You know, I, I would say, you know, first of all, I, I, I keep harping on this. It's so important, man. Have conversations with your kid about school. Have conversations with them and asking them how school has gone. Give them give them opportunities just to, to be open um, with you about school. Um, I would say that, you know, the school has always needed parent support and the and the Yes, the school teachers and the school administrators need the parents to support them. But when a parent supports the school, then that kind of conversation follows through at home. And now the student uh, starts supporting the school as well. And so it's important for that student to be successful, just like that example that I gave earlier about a parent um, who supported the school. But it follows through with the kid as well. So the parents need to be supportive of uh, teachers, administrators. I will I will say this. Um, with the current pandemic and um, the work that uh, workload that teachers are taking on right now, their workload has doubled. Um, and uh, they, the teachers themselves, have never needed cheerleaders more than they do today. Mm -hmm. And they they need the parents to to I need the parents need to let the teachers know, hey, we see what you're doing. We we are we're we are thankful that you're working with our kids, mm -hmm. and uh, we just celebrate the fact that you're giving this time. Uh, for our kids and for our um, for their future. Yeah, I think that's great because a lot of times I think parents are thankful and they do want to be cheerleaders, but it doesn't really make make it past what they think. So actually mm -hmm. vocalizing it or writing a letter, being intentional about those conversations, um, those are great ways to be cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. And so I, I hope that we will be great cheerleaders for the teachers and administrators in this yeah. 
just pandemic, a unique time. And so Rusty, thank you for what you do mm-hmm. and for being on our podcast and sharing these thoughts. I think they've been very beneficial and uh, valuable to parents as they help uh, encourage our local teachers and administrators. Administrators. Yeah, I thank both of y'all too. I mean, I, I'm, we're we're sitting here talking about this kind of stuff, and y'all deal with it as well. So I, I appreciate both of y'all um, and what y'all do for our kids and and for their parents. Well, thank you, Rusty, man, for an encouragement, and we're just so thankful for all that you do in our community. Um, we cannot thank you enough. Um, thanks for joining us today on our podcast and sharing incredible tips that help us all become better parents. So if you've enjoyed today's podcast, help us out by subscribing and sharing this with your friends and be on the lookout for more content in the coming weeks. This is NBSM Parenting Podcast, where we encourage and equip parents to navigate their students' teenage years.